0: hey guys happy monday welcome to this next iced coffee date so today i have a personal story to share um not your traditional iced coffee date because i don't have an iced coffee i actually have maybe like a sip left in my iced coffee from this morning it's just been crazy (laughs) the last couple weeks just trying to get sweat made simple together we also have 1 million clients and more people signing up and more discovery calls um all good problems to have as far as just the number of clients we're working with but you know feeling a little overwhelmed today but i wanted to hop on here and share a personal take a personal story um, and then also give you some tips and advice for how to change your body composition without cutting calories Um, and you know, we have lots of one-on-one clients, group coaching clients, our lifestyle ladies. And this has been a topic of discussion. It has also been something that I've been interested in as far as leaning out and, you know, getting in shape for summer and everything. Um, So I wanted to share some things that you can do outside of cutting calories and adding more exercise that can change your body composition in a much healthier way. And the reason why I think this is an important topic because I just don't think starving ourselves is the way to do it. And I just feel like it causes more damage than good. And then I also think. Once you get to that low weight, like you cut your calories down to 1400, 1200, 900, wherever you are, it's kind of like, well, what happens after that? Are you just gonna maintain that low number of calories? Um, I think that sounds miserable. And oftentimes I do see, you know, hormonal issues, gut issues, thyroid issues, metabolism issues, because obviously like you're not eating a lot, so that will slow your metabolic rate. Um, And this is something that I personally dealt with So having ulcerative colitis, the last two years, my body has gained and lost anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds, depending on how my health was at the time. Because, you know, with UC, um, you're going to the bathroom all the time. Food is not being absorbed. um, Your body is really undernourished. And when I think of a traditional cut where you're cutting calories, I often think of that like your body is undernourished. You're not feeding it. The way that it should be, you know, you're under eating, um, and a lot of times that's really stressful on the body. Um, and then on the flip side, <laughs> when you're overeating, um, you know, that's where you can um, put on that weight. And for me, it was kind of this under eating situation where it wasn't intentional, you know, I was very, very sick, but then when my body went into remission and I started being able to absorb foods, it was kind of the perfect scenario as far as the weight gain goes. And I definitely saw the scale go up and down. It was kind of crazy. Things are kind of like back where they used to be finally, which is good, but I've still had this urge to do some sort of cut or lean out for summer because I'm not where I wanna be, but I also don't think it's the right time to do any sort of cut and cut calories. I mean, obviously I've really been into this pro-metabolic eating and everything. It's so hot right now. Um, And I do think there's a way to eat that really nourishes your body and nourishes your metabolism and all that. Um, But for me, you know, having UC for 10 years, I don't doubt that my body was malnourished and missing a lot of important vitamins and minerals and things like that. So for me to go into a cut and cut calories, I just don't think it makes sense as far as healing the body, um, being somebody that is healthy and strong and has energy and all that. But I do think that's kind of like the go-to when people want to lose weight. And I don't know, I just don't think it's that healthy. And like really with our one-on-one clients who come to us for like hormonal issues, thyroid issues, metabolism issues, we're not putting them into a cut, at least not initially. And a lot of times they're spending you know, six months, nine months, a year, um, in maintenance or reverse diet, really getting their calories to a good place, which of course, you know, helps their metabolism, but also we're trying to nourish their bodies. Um, especially for like women who have been overtraining for a really long time under eating, you've had babies. Um, our bodies are just not well nourished. So I think, you know, making sure you're eating enough is really important. So that was kind of my own little spiel. Um, and you know, I'm somebody that, is guilty of overtraining. Um, I'm not really somebody that's really ever under-eaten. I really like food, so I don't really think that's me. Um, but I have done some of the crazy things as far as trying to lose weight and you know get in shape and all that. And you know if you've heard my story, um, all of that stress and overtraining. I mean, it was overtraining plus my stressful job and life and how I just operate in general, kind of a 100 at all times. Um, But I ended up with low cortisol. And once you have low cortisol, you just feel like garbage and everything is so much worse and harder. Um, You have no energy, you don't wanna work out, you're gaining weight and don't understand why. Um, So I got to that point and I'm just slowly digging my way out of the low cortisol um, life. But anyways, cutting food with low cortisol, probably not a good idea either. (laughs) So anyways, so let me talk about some ways that you can change your body composition without cutting calories. So one of the things that I did, and this is something that I actually chatted about in the lifestyle group um, with my lifestyle ladies, and um, I was kind of keeping track of how much protein I was eating and everything, but increasing your protein intake. I would say most of us aren't getting enough on the regular. I know I'm not getting enough on the regular, so I mean it's something I have to try to get. Um, And typically I recommend anywhere from 0.7 to 1 times your body weight. I think that's like a good range to be in Um, But of course if you're somebody that's not used to eating a lot of protein or maybe you have a lot of weight to lose Don't feel like you need to eat one times your body weight Sometimes that is just a ton of protein and I think it can be kind of Discouraging to like hit that protein goal every single day if it's super duper high so don't feel like you have to go from like hardly eating any protein to eating, you know, just bowls of shredded chicken and egg whites. I just think that's a lot. And with a lot of my clients, I give them a range to hit every single day. So for me, if I'm hitting 125 grams of protein per day, that is a good day. That doesn't happen very often, but I gave myself a range of 100 to 125, and that's a lot more manageable for me. And yeah, most days I will hit 100 grams of protein. 125 is a different different story. Um, but. I I think sometimes like loosening the reins, reins on what your protein goal is can be really helpful as far as keeping you consistent and at the end of the day it's all consistency it's all consistency but simply eating more protein um, can help change your body composition and there's a couple of reasons for that one it can keep you more satisfied um, you know getting enough protein in your meals um, can keep you satisfied in between meals that you don't feel like you need a snack or you need something sugary or whatever it is um, also protein um, there's something called the thermic effect of food um, where different foods take more energy to break down as far as what you are eating, and protein is one of the highest. So your body requires more energy to break down protein. So indirectly, <laughs> you are burning calories as you do that. Um, and also eating just whole foods in general are take more energy to break down. So that's why I like processed food has always already been processed and it's easier to break down and doesn't require as much energy. So simply adding more protein in that sense um, can give you a higher metabolic um, and you could essentially like burn calories that way. So it's a good thing um, to do. So that would be kind of like my number one tip um, is to look at what you're eating. Are you eating a lot of whole foods? Can you add some more protein in? I think that alone can change your body composition. And we have worked with women who um, have done that one thing and they started to see changes. Um, Also, you know, having more protein can keep your blood sugar more balanced. And I mean, if you are somebody who is living through this pandemic, living, you know, post pandemic, we've all gone through a lot of stress. So I don't doubt that some of us have blood sugar issues going on. So sometimes getting more protein can help keep your blood sugar more balanced, keep your cravings in check. Um, And then of course, blood sugar, insulin, they are are, um, related and go hand in hand. so doing your best to keep your blood sugar really steady throughout the day, um, can help as far as like body composition changes go. Um, also something that you can do and this, I see this a lot with women is that Um, They're chronically under eating. And like I said, going back to being nourished and everything, simply eating more, which I know sounds really counterintuitive, can help boost your metabolism. Because in theory, if you're eating a little bit more, your metabolism is going to upregulate and your body is going to more efficiently use those calories. Of course, if you add like a ton of calories all at once, that's where weight gain happens. But this whole idea of a reverse diet where you are slowly adding more calories in the form of good foods, you know, protein, whole foods, all that stuff, maybe adding a little bit more strength training, um, that can make a huge difference in your body composition. And there are some really good case studies on the internet about, um, reverse dieting and how they can change your body. And I've seen it a number of times. We love a good reverse diet over here where women start to eat more and they start to see really positive changes in their body composition because now they are taking stress off the body because they are not under eating and they're able to build muscle. Um, And I've talked about this before. Muscle doesn't just come out of nowhere. Um, You need some sort of calories and energy and, a stimulus as far as changing it in the sense that you need to do some sort of heavy lifting. Um, But I've definitely worked with women who are working out, working out, working out, and they're like, I can't build muscle, and it's 100% because they aren't eating enough. So simply just eating more um, and changing the types of foods that you're eating can make a huge difference. Um, Also kind of goes hand in hand is focus on strength training and lifting heavier um, or lifting a little bit more often. And again, I see this all the time. Lots of running, endurance training, um, not poo-pooing these workouts. But if you really want to change your body, it's not going to be through cardio. Like cardio is just burning calories. It's really not changing your physical body composition, and really the only way to do that is to build some muscle. Um, that's you know the tone look you're looking for, and that's why when you see those before and after photos on Instagram, they're always my favorite, where a woman weighs like 150 pounds on the right and 150 pounds on the left, and then her before photo, she's a little bit fluffy and everything, and then her after photo, she's like all ripped up, and she like weighs the same amount, or maybe she even weighs more in the photo where she's like all ripped up, and that's because obviously muscle weighs more than fat, it takes up less space, so like your clothes might fit better, your body's going to look more tone and fit and all that. Um, but the only way to really get that look is to do some strength training. And I think a lot of women just think like strength training is going to like get them bulky or have them gain a lot of weight. And that's not necessarily the case. As long as you're eating enough food, you're able to put on that muscle, um, you're not going to get huge. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Um, something else you could try um, is a continuous glucose monitor um, and this is something I've tried personally and I've recommended to clients because if you do have any sort of blood sugar issue going on it can make losing weight harder um, just because anytime your glucose raises your insulin's going to raise and insulin essentially grows things as far as fat cells and whatnot. So um, just being able to better manage your blood sugar um, can really help and a continuous glucose monitor is um, a monitor that you wear on your body. Um, the one I tried was by Nutrisense and I just wore it on the back of my arm. It connected to an app that read my glucose every 15 minutes. So I'd be able to enter in my food, um, see how my body responded. I could also see how my body responded to exercise, what happened at night. It was just really, really helpful and gave me a lot of insight and just how my body responded to stress and different foods. Um, But yeah, if you're somebody that's struggling with like highs and lows with blood sugar, um, because yeah, we talk about high blood sugar all the time, but low blood sugar can be an issue too. Like you really want it kind of just steady throughout the day. Um, You don't want it too high. You don't want it too low. Um, But you know, doing a CGM for like two weeks could just give you so much insight um, into what you're doing with your nutrition and your fitness and how your body is responding and good give you good feedback so when your blood sugar is more steady and more balanced you know you're making better food choices it's better or you have an easier time dealing with your cravings and then in the long run you know you're going to get better results as far as body composition goes um the next thing i was going to suggest is just moving more throughout the day i know we're all you know wrapped up in this exercise thing you got to exercise every day but really that movement throughout the day can really add up so the neat you know, your non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, neat activity. Um, but really it's just, you know, cleaning the house, walking the dog, going grocery shopping, um, fidgeting throughout the day. Um, all of that adds up. I mean, if you think about, you know, doing an hour workout, you know, that's 1 of your entire day. But if you're constantly moving throughout the day, just getting up, doing little five or 10 minute walks, um, you know, taking the stairs, you know, going grocery shopping, getting your steps in for the day, All that adds up. And I mean, I just think about some of the most active jobs out there. Um, Some of those people, you know, they are able to maintain their weight. I just think about like my husband doing like 15,000 steps in a day, or like a waitress or a carpenter, you know, people who are on their feet all day, um, just moving around. I just think all that activity really adds up. Um, So just just doing your best as far as just moving, going for a walk after dinner, um, playing with your kids outside. I just think all of that adds up outside um, that workout that you get in for the day. And I mean, that's been, I think a big, piece of fitness for me lately. Um, I'm just not doing as many like hour long, like traditional workouts, um, but I'm doing my best as far as like moving around more. Like I've been rollerblading with Quinn and we've been playing basketball and um, just doing my best just to move more throughout the day. I just think it really adds up. And then I put on here, <laughs> I have a few notes here, um, pay attention to your stress and stressful things you do to your body. So stress, <laughs> We talk about stress all the time. Um, But obviously kind of what I talked about, stress, your cortisol, um, cortisol is our stress response. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but if stress is constantly elevated, um, your blood sugar and glucose will constantly constantly be elevated. And that's where insulin comes in. So really like trying to pay attention to your stress levels can be really important. Um, Stress levels also go hand in hand with sleep. Um, So if cortisol raises, melatonin is going to go down. So if you've ever been super duper stressed, it's really hard to sleep. Um, so making sure you're doing your best to manage stri- to manage stress, but then also taking the time to get a good night's sleep. Um, sleep is magical. I think sleep makes everything better. If you're not sleeping, you're going to have crazy cravings, you're not going to recover from your workouts, you're going to be a cranky monster, you're going to snap at your dog for no reason. Um, so sleep is a huge thing. Also, um, when you are stressed, cortisol... Cortisol goes up, progesterone goes down. And progesterone is really important because it's almost like our natural, our nature's like Xanax. It's very calming. It can make us sleeping, our sleeping, can make us sleepy. Um, And if you have low levels of progesterone, I see this a lot with women who are stressed or doing a ton of exercise, um, it's just going to be so much harder to um, deal with life. (laughs) As far as like anxiety, sometimes you'll have skip periods. You might have estrogen dominance. I see like a lot of um, hormonal issues when we're seeing low progesterone, but it's very much related to stress. Um, uh, also, when you're stressed, you have more cravings, like sugar cravings, carb cravings. And then of course, if you're doing tons of hit or overtraining, um, that's gonna increase stress too. So that was kind of like a big lump of um, paying attention to your stress and the stressful things that you're doing to your body. <laughs> because those things could be affecting your body composition. And then finally, um, test guess. I do think sometimes getting information on what is happening with your body and just giving you some like accurate data as far as what is happening with the cortisol, what is happening with your hormones, um, thyroid, um, gut health, whatever it is, can be really, really helpful as far as giving you um, information to act upon because yeah, if you're having trouble changing your body composition and you're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and you think like the only way to lose weight is by cutting calories, I just don't think that's the best route to go. I think it works until it doesn't work. Um, and then you're kind of left back where you started or maybe you've gained extra weight or now you have like hormonal issues and your period's all wonky or whatever it is. Um, so I think sometimes just having that data can be really helpful as coming up with, a plan of attack and really focusing on what you need to do as far as like prioritizing A, B, and C um, and just getting good results. Because I say this to my clients all the time, like it's not impossible to lose weight with a thyroid issue or um, a hormone issue or um, a, a slow metabolism or a weak metabolism. It's not impossible. I just think it's so much harder and you have to do more extreme things where you are Cutting calories a bit lower, you're doing a ton of exercise. Um, I just don't think it's the healthiest way. And, like, just coming from personal experience and like what my body has been through in the last two years, I just don't think that's the best route as far as living like your happiest, healthiest life. (laughs) So, um, for me, I've been really focusing on trying to get more protein in and just getting good sources of nutrition because. I've been in this like pro metabolic space, the mineral balancing space, and I just feel like it makes a lot of sense. And I've talked about this like I've been doing this mineral balancing stuff. I've been really focusing on nutrition, not just like low calorie, you know, diet foods. Um, and I feel just so much better. Like my energy is better. Like I have motivation. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm kind of in a gut, like good mood all the time. Um, it's just it's I just feel like my body has come a long way from those days of just doing so much exercise, stressing out my body like crazy. And of course it's never one thing. And if you've listened to past episodes about the low cortisol, how I've managed stress, it really hasn't been one single thing. It's kind of been all the things. Um, But I do think like going back to the beginning, like nourishing your body makes such a big difference. And if your body has what it needs, um, it can really support the metabolism and what you're trying to do as far as the body composition goals work as far as like what your goals are and working towards those goals um anyways i hope you guys found this helpful um again this is my take and you know what i've been doing and focusing on um i do think reducing stress in general has been huge um, as far as workouts go and you guys know sweat made simple coming out very very soon um but if you're somebody who has kind of fallen in this more is better trap. Um, Sometimes reducing stress and reducing those workouts and paying attention to nutrition um, can make such a difference as far as getting the results that you want. Um, And I've actually been kind of surprised um, that I've been eating more, exercising less, and like my body is changing for the better. So I I do, like I said, it's never one thing, um, but I do think nourishing our bodies, taking the stress off can make such a big difference. All right, guys, I'm done rambling. Like I said, I hope you found this helpful and I'll see you on the next episode.